Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity with Susan Shereko, where we help you transform your life by changing what you're telling yourself. Whatever your circumstances, you can experience health, financial security, and a sense of well-being once again. And now, here's your host, Susan Shereko. On behalf of Rebuilding Your Life Radio and the Train Your Brain, Claim Your Power calls, welcome. I'm Susan Shereko. Our next guest, Julie Richards, hails from Canada. She's here to speak about her book, The Last Dance. It is a nonfiction book about the 1960s, and it's actually about a member of her family who overdosed. In those days, no one was talking about it except her grandmother. So let's find out how Julie came to write the story. So please wave your hands and welcome Julie Richards. <laughs> welcome, Julie. Hi. Thank you, Susan. It's really good to be here. Thank you for welcoming me. It should be from fun. so far away. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, Julie, how did uh, this story come to be? It's it's an interesting story because. It's, it's a story that, that I heard over and over and over again growing up. So to me, it didn't really mean that much. It was more like an old record, if you will. Um, but when I went to school, uh, I had to write this paper on a family story. And everyone had all their cute and happy stories. And I had nothing to bring to the table until I kind of thought of this maybe darker story. And I thought, well, this will pack a punch. I'll write about it. And the professor was uh, really impressed. And he said, you know, this is a dark story, but it's very captivating. And the message is really strong. So um, I guess it turned out really nice that way. And I, I, I turned it into a book. I kind of realized that I enjoy writing. So that kind of kicked off that way. Yeah. And it, it received an interesting reception. The schools made it a mandatory reading. Yes. So, and this is kind of a turnaround that I was not expecting is that because I'm telling the story from the daughter's perspective, even it's even if it's my grandma's story, it was about her daughter and the tragedy that happened uh, with her daughter. Uh, when I wrote it, I kind of explained it from the daughter's perspective. And at the time she was a teenager. So I kind of dug into how a teenager would think and behave um, at that time. And apparently this really relates um, to the teenagers from all of like all of the um, all of the years like it doesn't matter if it if it's a 60s story it like teenagers from now can still relate to it and the school was they wanted to make it mandatory to kind of spread the message because the book interestingly enough it it sends a message that teenagers are used to hearing but it's a different it's described in a different way because it's coming from a teenager's voice, you know, a teenager mm -hmm. that unfortunately passed yes. away. She's explaining her story. So it, it resonates with them. So, yeah. 
I can see why it would, because it's it's not somebody preaching at them. It's actually the, the voice of the person who's no longer with us. Very interesting timing right now. Uh, we just got news that in via the TV that the premature death of people between 16 and 64 has gone up 40% in the last few months. And putting their finger in it was, you know, what, what on earth is going on? And they think it's the fentanyl that's coming over the border, that it's a, a sizable amount, it's not under control. And so if there's ever a time when people need to listen to this story, because they're liable to fall into the same trap if they're not careful. That's exactly So uh, what is the story about? Give us, yeah, give us the story. <laughs> so as you said, it happens in the 60s. So it's about this family. Um, they live in a very small town. So there's not much happening around them. Uh, so there's my, my grandma and she, she was in a dysfunctional marriage, but at least she had her kids that was, you know, keeping her uh, going, which is a, which is the case for a lot of women. And so she had her daughter and her three sons and her daughter, she was very, very smart and very mature for her age. So her daughter kind of became like her, her friend in a way. Uh, so they were really close and they had this bond, but as it, as teenagers would, um, once she turned like, you know, 15, 16, she, she kind of had like a, a rebellion, uh, phase and she was kind of bored in her small town. So she was looking for the next fun thing to do. And at the time drugs were really, um, popular and they were every, around every corner and um easily accessible so she she went to the dance like all the kids were were doing those days and she she was handed drugs and it was just it was just too much that night so i guess it's it's just a way of saying that sometimes we kind of we think that the teenagers that overdose are all like um teenagers that are like on the bad side but that's not true like we're talking very 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 smart kids very mature kids sometimes they're just not you know um they're not they're, they're just a bit lost or they're just a bit bored and it, it can happen very quickly so that's kind of the 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 story um and unfortunately when she overdosed the the person that handed her the drugs. Um, they drove her to the hospital, but they kind of just dumped her body at the hospital entrance. So it was kind of like a, it was like a criminal offense in a way. So it was like a double whammy for, for her mother, my grandma. It was really, really tragic. If she, if she could have saved her, if she'd gotten into the hospital, they might've saved her, but because she was dumped, there was, they lost that element Absolutely. of time that could have done it. Yeah. Now, I know your grandmother talked about the story, uh, but it wasn't common knowledge. There wasn't a lot of chatter. Where did you have to go to get all the details to tell it from the daughter's point of view? Yeah, so when I wrote the story, my grandma 
and my grandpa they were both had they both passed away and my my dad who was uh my grandma's son was too young at the time to remember the details so what i had to do was i had to get in touch with um her cousin like so the daughter's cousin because they were really close mm -hmm. friends and they were really um they were always together always partying together so and she remembered very well like people's names and who who was friends with who and kind of how the story unfolded because it wasn't just like one thing leading to another there was a whole like story that kind of led to this to this tragedy so she was able to provide me with a lot more details so that's that was it was a bit sad but it was interesting as well like i could i could really get into her her shoes and her mindset and kind of just like write the story for her and that is that's fortuitous because that's how many people have that one person that's still around who can uh, help you fill in the gaps of that time wow yeah it was very fortunate so how has the book book been received how how is it done you know, in sales or reception? So uh, in sales, um, my my goal was achieved, which was to to sell enough books to to break even because this was a self publishing project, and I even made a bit more money with it. I bought my first car <laughs> with the help of this of this <laughs> book, so it was very very exciting for me as a as a young person um but otherwise the people in my community i think um were absolutely thrilled because they're not used to small town people um spreading so much you know so much words so much story um they were they were really excited so that was that was great and the school the school was was also very supportive so that helped me a lot yeah. Now, do you do anything online? Um, so at the time, because I wrote this, I believe it was in 2011. Um, at the time, I had my website and I was selling through Amazon and Barnes and Noble and also the publishing company, which is Ex Libris. Um, at this time, I no longer have my website, but the book is still available online for purchase. Yeah, absolutely. And do you still make yourself available to do presentations or tell people about the book? Yeah, so I think that's the biggest the biggest message of the book is to talk to talk to teenagers or kids but in their own language. Um and I think this this is what the book does and I think doing a presentation can can help open people's eyes to not only like drugs but the person and their story and you know being like yes. this it, it can be typical kids it just it just takes one night mm -hmm. a few minutes and it's all gone so i think a presentation can really speak big words on on the message absolutely absolutely yeah. yeah um now that's now you're not a full-time writer correct correct 
Um, so what do you do? When, uh, I guess on, on weekdays, <laughs> I am an occupational therapist. That's, that's my trade. That's what I studied. Um, and I guess that's the just natural therapist in me is to just be drawn to, you know, broken stories and mental health issues. And I kind of like to dive into that and break it all apart and try to understand it and make it, make it like a, a story worth telling and have like a positive spin on it. So I guess it's kind of like in my blood to, to want to do that, make people shine. And, and some big event is supposedly scheduled for a few months from now, right? Yes, I'm getting married. So that's exciting. It's keeping exciting. keeping us busy. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to think this summer will ever arrive here, but it does. It it comes every year. So yeah. You can count on that. What does your fiance do? So my fiance is actually in in marketing. So he helps businesses to improve their marketing approach online. So uh, he works from home. Is he helping you? Is he he's, helping you improve your marketing online? He's definitely <laughs> pushing me, <laughs> which is good, which is what I need. <laughs> I have big goals and um, I need the support. So we're, I think we're going to make a good team and it's, it's really exciting that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it sounds like yeah. Uh, are you, are you a close knit family? I mean, are you all around each other or? Yeah, well, um, on my mother's side, mostly we all live on the same road and I can literally walk to my mom's house, to my grandma's house, to, uh, all my aunts and uncles, they all live in a circle around me. So it's, it's very, uh, it's very fun. We always we meet for everything, absolutely anything and nothing at all. Everyone's birthdays and <laughs> every time everyone is doing something, we celebrate. So it's it's really uh it's really fun. That's that's lovely. Did when you describe the this sense of having the whole family in an area, was it once one big piece of property that they subdivided? Or is it by chance that everybody found a place next to one another? Uh, no, it comes from my grandfather. So this is not the same side as the, the book. This is the other side of my family, my mother's side. My grandfather was a farmer and he was a, he was a worker and he bought lands all over the place. And as he grew older, he he gave his lands away part by part to all of his to all of his children and obviously the grandchildren as well. So that's kind of how we came about, thanks to him. Yeah. That's very nice. I mean, nice is not strong enough. It's really that's lovely to be able to to keep a family together that way. Yeah, I'm very it's lucky. A I'm very rare lucky. opportunity. Really are. Did you get any reviews of your book? Um, yes, so I got a review, um, I believe it was like the year after I wrote it in 20, 
2012, probably. It was from Blue Ink. And they said that the book was very captivating. But for them, they found it to be too short. But I think that's the beauty of the book is that it, it tells a story how it needs to be and not a word more. Um, and also, I think it's a great read for children because of it. So that's the positive twist on that review. But interestingly enough, I also went to, to Hollywood to uh, pitch the book at the, what they call, um, it's like a pitch fest to turn books into movies. Mm -hmm. And at the time uh, when I was pitching my book in front of all those directors, they were interested, but they were kind of disappointed. They said that it was a shame that the story had such a bad ending, you know, a sad ending. They, they said movies need happy, happy endings. And I told them, I was like, well, what about the Titanic? I mean, that's, that's gotta be the, the most popular movie there is, but they didn't see it that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, and I guess it depends on the timing too, you know, yes. it's, I look at what's come up more on television side, but, you know, look at Breaking Bad and all these films that are really pretty heavy or, or series that are pretty heavy. And there is an audience for that. Yeah. And when it's a true story, it, it, what are you going to do? You know, that's, that's what really happened. So it's true. People all, the, all the learning. That's right. Yes. All the learning that people get out of the story will be lost. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's, it is true. I mean, there's some, there are, um, you know, film companies and TV production companies that just, and networks that don't touch really heavy things. I, I would say, you know, Hallmark would be one of those that they don't, nothing bad ever happens on Hallmark. And so you have to know your audience to, the, who's buying. But I would say there are, you know, places for that. And and it's a wonderful story to be, as you say, to to communicate with kids and say, hey, be careful. It's a it's a jungle out there. Well, <laughs> you know, what's the, yes. that's a theme song from from a TV show. You know, yes, it's it's, the, uh, it's monk. something that we yes. <laughs> You know, so it's, uh, I watch Monk. I enjoy Monk. <laughs> Monk was a great show, yeah. I enjoy that, yeah, the intuitive side. And it's still playing here, you know, when on uh, cable TV. So where is the book available at this point? So people can still find it online. Um, because it was written 10 years ago, it's like not necessarily the first book that will pop out when you write The Last Dance. Um, but if you write The Last Dance and my name, Julie Richard, um, you'll, you'll, you'll see it right away. And you can buy it through the publishing company, which is exlibris.com. And there's also copies available on Amazon. So you can go out there, buy a copy for your, for your kids. If you don't know how to talk to them, I know how. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Did you do any book signings or book events? Not not these days, but I'm always available to like jump in and and talk about it and you know I can I can relate it to any any kind of events that that are going on, right? Mental health is everywhere. It's not going away. So I'm I'm available. 
which is wonderful. Well, thank you. You know, I, is there anything else you'd like to tell us about the book or about what you learned in the process of writing this book? Well, other than the fact that I really love writing, um, that's kind of one thing I learned from writing the book. Who knew? Um, I guess the biggest message is it can happen quickly and it can happen to the very best, very best and smart kids out there. So um, you need to you need to sit and talk about it, right? Before it's too late. Yes, and, and that's that is as true today as it would have been at the time that, that your um, family member lost her yeah. life. So yeah, it's really, exactly. it's unfortunate. Well, thank you so much for coming to be, be on the show today. You know, I, it was a pleasure. I, I really appreciate it, Julie. And good, I'm glad. And I want to thank our listeners. Uh, as a reminder, we've been speaking with Julie Richard, is the way she pronounces her name. Um, and it's about her book, The Last Dance, uh, which is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, uh, and also at the publisher Ex Libris. So thank you, thank you, thank you again for sharing your book. Thank you, Susan. Thank you everyone for listening. And I hope you have a, a good day with your son. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it for us today, guys. I mean, bye for now and have a great day. Thank you very much for tuning in today. If you've been inspired by this show, leave a rating or review on iTunes and visit www.rainbowsoverruins.com to receive a free chapter from Susan's book. On behalf of Susan Shereko, this has been Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity, sharing the journeys of those affected by sudden and great loss and what they did to heal, rebuild, and where they are now.